Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Bottoms. That's right, the new film <laughs> that uh, might be a little bit catching off guard is not maybe in our wheelhouse, but you know what? We're shaking it up. We're shaking it up here on the Uncanny Universe Podcast. We're going to go ahead and get things going. Hey everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Uh, new film. I don't even know who directed this thing, Dylan. I guess we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, if you if you care about spoilers for Bottoms, uh, we will be spoiling it. it. Although it is a comedy. So, you know, not a ton to spoil. But if you care, there it is. Um, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, well, 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 first, we got to get to the news. So, Dylan, what you got? Okay, so we got some more strike related news. Another another week, another you know, it just doesn't stop from the studios. This time it's in the form of uh, some release date changes for Marvel um or Disney, whatever. Um but this is like I a also big have M- one of those. Yeah, it's we're gonna do this every week, I feel like. Um but this is some MCU uh shakeups. Um yeah. I'll just go down the list, but um basically, you know, since they're refusing to pay actors and writers uh things are on pause and they're having to shift everything a little bit so that's what's happening um loki season two um that one still has the same date october 6th i think it's too late to push that so that's still coming out in october um what if season two was supposed to come out in the fall so october november around there but now it's coming out around christmas day it says i don't know if there's like a christmas episode or like what the thought is behind that there's gotta be okay. some kind of holiday element i would think but hmm. maybe not maybe they're like there's a christmas show now we'll see Interesting. Um, so it's only pushed back a couple months and then echo uh was was dated for january or november 29th it had a date and they said they were going to drop all episodes remember um yes now they're still dropping all episodes but now it's gonna be in january so a couple months oh, wow. for echo uh agatha agatha um which has a new name which i'll get to in a second the Agatha show is coming out. Uh, it was supposed to be out early 2024. Um, whatever that means, January, February, March. Right. But now it's coming out October 2024. Okay. Super well, far. I mean, at least I it'll hit the feelings. vibe. Agreed. That, that was my thought. Yeah. Uh, it's so far away, but it is like, a, I feel like maybe we'll perform better at Halloween time. I don't know. Definitely. But I feel like we've, this show has been in the can for so long. Like, Come on, give it to us. Um, X Men ninety seven, the animated uh, follow yes. up to the to the show, moved from fall to early twenty twenty four. Who knows? And then Ironheart was taken off the schedule completely, but it has been fully shot. Um, okay. Daredevil: Born Again was in the middle of shooting, but it's taken off the schedule as well. And Wonder Man, uh, same thing, was in the middle of shooting and taken off the schedule. So, yikes! It's. <laughs> It's bad, but like I guess if you had to pick a silver lining, it's that things are more spread out now, which is what people I think want from MCU. So yeah, maybe that's good. You know, we were gonna get all these things in fall, winter, like pretty much. So we're gonna get a big, we're gonna get a big lull, and then everything is gonna come out at once. Well, the way they have it now, there's like no lull. It's just like more spread out, which I'm okay with. You know. Okay. But that being said, they should pay everyone, so we'll see. Uh, uh, Yeah, we we will. I mentioned the Agatha show, uh, like more yeah. to that. Um, it was first called when it was revealed. I don't know if you remember, um, Agatha House of Harkness. Yes. And then they changed the name at some point when they were marketing it to Agatha. Uh, oh gosh, 
Coven of Chaos. Right. And then now they're saying Variety's reporting that it has a new name of Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Is that a okay. third a third alliteration name? Um huh. Is this just misdirection which, at this point? It kind of seems like it. Um this is according to Variety a source a source with knowledge of the show says that the changing titles are less a sign of indecision on Marvel's part and more a suggestion that Agatha is up to her old shenanigans. Uh-huh. I think like, like do they think I'm stupid? I don't know. All the new names, like I believed it the second time, because sometimes they get a new name. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. But the but third now time... with the third House of Harkness, Coven of Chaos, and Diary of Darkhold Diaries, I'm like I don't know. It's what, DD Darkhold Diaries because Daredevil's gonna be there, Dylan. <gasps> yes. That's it. I cracked the, the code. The only way I see this like paying off with these titles, you know, is if like they don't tell you they have all these titles and then they don't tell you like up until the show is like gonna air what the title is. And right. then like so imagine I want you to like put yourself in this scenario, Michael. You don't know what the show is called. There's been at, at this point six names, okay? Okay. And you're like, what is this Agatha show called? And then you start the show and the title sequence opens and it's called Agatha All Along. It's just Agatha. I mean, that's that should be what they do. That's the only way this gag is worth it, I feel like. But who's that a payoff for? Dorks like us, right? Yeah, like that's who it. pay too much attention. And Agatha All Along. Oh, wait, it's double A's. Okay, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. That's, 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 that's what it. That's the called. vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. You heard it here first. It's not what's We're scoopers. We are scoopers. If that happens, we're going to claim it. Mark the timestamp. Um, remember okay. it. We only remember what episode or month we said that in. Uh, <laughs> or year, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so this one's just like a rumor. Like I said, slow news week. Um, but my yes. time to shine hello, which is <laughs> a scooper, <laughs> um, is claiming it is one of the reliable scoopers, to be fair. They're, te- they're classified as a tier one scooper. Uh, on Reddit, Dylan, I want to um, be a tier one scooper. There are, I'm sorry, we're a tier nothing scooper, yeah. uh, unless we're right about Agatha all along. Um, it's claiming that the Matt Reeves Batman sequel follow up, whatever, um, will introduce Robin or Dick Grayson, aka Robin, which is real name. You should go by your middle. Is it, did they say real name or middle name? I can't remember. You should go by your, I don't know. Either way, that was such a weird decision. Um, I know. I don't really see how Robin fits into the tone of the Batman. Uh, and plus, he's like, maybe there's a time jump, but he's very new in the you know most recent Matt Reeves movie. He's like barely new Batman. So I don't know if it's time to like have a sidekick, you know? Plus, like putting on our uh, Zaslav hat, um, Batman and Robin or whatever movie is coming out at some point, And I feel like you're just going to like, cannibalize step on that moment like that's all it has going for it is that it's batman and robin why are we doing this it kind of makes me upset i don't know i know i'm with you about it i mean i think it is it's a weird decision but i think it's nightwing is well not nightwing but well i guess nightwing is very popular ongoing so like i i trust my reeves i do i do too i do too but i I don't know. That last Batman movie was very good. 
I, I am tired of all the cool stuff happening in Batman. Like you said, though, it's just like it seems like the only thing that they can just hit out of the park is a Batman property. Yeah. And I don't know if I want two Batmans and two Robins, you know? Right. It's too much. That, that is team do too much. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Okay. This one's like really unrelated to the podcast, but I feel obligated to talk about it. Mm. We have some, we do talk about, talk about box office uh, milestones. Okay. Michael? I have a story. So, I have a story related to this story in my section as well. Oh, I think it's, I have it folded into this one. Well, I then... could not mention that part. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, if it's about the Exorcist, it is. Okay. No, just well, go ahead and talk about it. It's fine. Taylor Swift announced. <laughs> we're a Taylor Swift podcast now. On that, on October thirteenth, the Eras Tour will be coming to theaters. It's going to play every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, until from October thirteenth through Halloween Day. Um, wow. And, and is it the it, same show? Like a recording of the same show? Yeah, it's a recording of the Los Angeles, like one of the stops in Los Angeles. Sure. So um, it's going to, yeah, it's going to air those three days. And I got the announcement in the morning. I know you have alerts set up. Set oh, up to I, well, I'm on. I Taylor just texted me. Oh, okay. Well, we're excited for the text alerts. That's cool. Um, yeah. And I had to, I was getting like Spider-Man flashbacks fighting for my life on the AMC app because there's <laughs> only, at this point, it was only AMC theaters. Oh, uh, yeah. The tickets were nineteen eighty nine, which is her album. Hilarious. And then the kids' tickets were thirteen, thirteen. Her lucky number. So everything's everything comes in thirteen. I don't know if you if you knew that, Michael, but it's a thing. October thirteenth, thirteen, thirteen. Wow. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Wow. I I had so, no idea she was so into numerology. The crashes, Michael. It was it, it was giving me flashbacks. I, re- I remember that Spider Man man. Uh, that Spider Man. Yeah. Was it the first? Spider-Man movie? It's was rare. Holland, or was it the second top, second one where we were just... It was absolute hell trying to get those tickets. It was pretty bad for No Way Home and Endgame and mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, like, pre-pandemic era. Yeah, everybody goes to the movies era. And this was only at AMC at the time. And uh, Regal had theirs, like, several hours later become available. It was very annoying. Um Typical. Yeah, but you can't use your A-list or unlimited, so I feel like it didn't lose money. But it's non-refundable, also. Crazy. Non-refundable? Um, exactly. So I had, to get, I had to get my tickets. I want to see it in Dolby for Deerbrook. Deer, Deerbrook? I put Willowbrook in my cart, and it became Deerbrook somehow, but I had to just check out anyway. I, was I don't like, even well, know where see. that is. It's far. It's far. Um, wow. So yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, the headline is that it made... 37 million in the first 24 hours. Wow. Um, which beat The Force Awakens, which was like another record holder. Wow. Which made 20, 20 million in the first 24 hours. It beat AMC's record of all time, um, beating Spider Man No Way Home, which made 17 million in its first 24 hours. And then this one made 26 million in its first 24 hours. So, like, considerably more than the high, the number one record holder. So, um, so the point being, Taylor owns just he owns the music industry, the film industry, the theater industry at the very least, the theater industry, yeah, every every industry. Um, it's projected to projected to have a seventy million opening weekend. Um, and then <laughs> that's incredible made, for a concert film. It is. I think is there, there behind the, the scenes stuff too, or is it just the show? I think it's just the show, but she's gonna get tricky, Michael. Uh, 
every show they recorded three of the dates in LA for this. Uh-huh. And every show they play two uh, mystery songs. So people okay. think that the showings will have will all be different, like different mystery songs in the showing. So people will be incentivized to go to go more than once. Times. Yeah. Um, Incredible. There's popcorn buckets at AMC Regal and I'm, I meant to are hit they, you up about the AMC popcorn. Are buckets. they I different popcorn help. buckets? They're across... different at every retailer. Yeah, brother. The AMC has the I don't like the Regal ones. I like the AMC one. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, if it, it for there were a couple movies coming out that day, Ordinary Angels and like Michael said, The Exorcist, which yeah. moved up. Exorcist Ordinary came Angels, off of its date. it moved up. Yeah, they both moved their dates. Or, or uh, Ordinary Angels is now undated, and then Exorcist moved up one week to October sixth, <laughs> which I think is good anyway. The, well, that's no, that sucks for The Exorcist. It means it's got one week, and then it's over. It's over. Well, but it has more ha- more like weeks till Halloween. I feel like too. I don't know if it's. I feel like yeah. there could be a silver lining here. Maybe. Well, I mean, is it the same crowd? I guess, but the Taylor crowd eclipses all other like metrics. I feel like, so like but, you'll get so much overlap into Taylor fans. Yeah, the problem is like the premium screens. I feel like for Exorcist, it's not going to have those, or, for, or we'll have them for one week. You know, it's going to be right. a Mission Impossible situation. I did like that Jason Blum tweeted, like, look what you made me do. Yeah. Uh, and talked about the date change, but I don't know. That's pretty funny. Um, You're going to be there and we're going to be reviewing it. On oh, the show. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be live tweeting. Um, okay, wait, I did have a question for you. This will be my final. This is uh, me having story. to commit on air to see Taylor Swift concert tour. No, I, ha- I had a question for you about theater, theater etiquette. Oh, now at these shows, Everyone's standing, even though there's seats. And I feel like it would be weird to like sit during this. Oh no, I'm not standing up in the theater. Absolutely not. You, Absolutely. you you're not standing up in a movie theater. I think that's what it's going to be, Michael. No, have you? I've never Absolutely been to a concert not. at a theater. Do they? Neither have sit? I. I've been to okay. I've been to sporting events, and movie theaters, and people don't stand up in the stand up parts. You know what I mean? I think the people are going to be standing for this one. Uh, gagged and gooped. Could not be me. Is that against theater theater etiquette? You think you think well, it's like I, rude so to stand? I I think you got to go with the vibe of the room. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's rude to talk in movie theaters, right? But when I saw The Grudge 2 in theaters, that was everyone was talking. That was game over. The movie was terrible. People just started talking left and right. It didn't matter. We were all just like having open conversations. You know, the the etiquette is breached. The etiquette is determined yeah. by the the vibe in the room, and I I think if if the if the Twy what, what the, the Taylor what are they, they got what, what's the name what the got? Swifties the Swifties yeah that's the one if the uh, if the Swifties <laughs> dictate that you stand up then brother you got to stand yeah I have mixed feelings about it I agree with you I think you should definitely read the room but like I, feel I, like I it's don't like rude. It. I don't like it. I feel like it's rude, but I do feel like it like adds to the ambiance. But to me, uh, if I'm going to now, so you went, you also went to the concert. Yeah. But if I'm someone who did not get to go to the concert, I might be distracted and annoyed that I'm at this movie theater to see a show, and people are out here standing. In, I'm already going to have to deal with people hollering. singing. People are going to be yeah. hollering. Like that's fine. I that that cannot be helped. I can't say don't sing along. That's silly. 
but I don't know, man. Standing up, that's a, that's another level. I wish we could make you experience the opening weekend, but they're truly all sold out, like 100% gone. Yeah. Maybe they'll I, add more times, but... I'm I'm good. No, we'll find a way. Don't worry. Don't worry. Do you have plans I, on I mean, Halloween? I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it. I mean... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, maybe we'll, we'll see we'll the comic or something. Yeah, that's it. Well, we sell but her little the, golden book. Oh yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's the one. That's all we need. That's the time to the podcast. Um, I had some like Venice Film Festival stuff, but it's still going on, so I'll just talk about it next week. Okay, and wrap great. it all up. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine PM Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to make sure we do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first, and I am picking, surprising no one, a game. I am picking the Old Gods of Appalachia role-playing game, which is a new tabletop role-playing game based on the tremendous podcast called old gods of appalachia which is like a sort of uh creepy eldritch lovecrafty version of 1920s kentucky and that surrounding area it's real cool uh very welcome to night Vale, but actually kind of scary that's cool you're yeah. gonna play that in store or anything or um we, we are, maybe we're gonna try um we have october cool. and september already planned out but we might we might sneak old gods in because it looks real cool nice Yes. Um, I'm picking a DC launch. It's Birds of Prey number one from Kelly Thompson, who I'm a super fan of, with art by Leonardo Romero. It's a whole new lineup with uh, Black Canary, Harley, Big Barda, Cassandra Kane, etc. Um, it looks super good. That's awesome. Um, okay, well, let's get to the news. I don't have a ton this week, as uh, Dylan alluded to. It is an ongoing uh, issue that we have with a the strike going on. There's just not a lot of news. Um, I, I'm going to kick it off with a piece of video game news. Um, I don't, we, we do that occasionally. Yeah. Um, Vampire, the masquerade bloodlines Two. Um, if you know, this game got announced in 2019, um, and has been mired in developmental problems, oh. uh, multiple studios issues, whatever. And, and for reference, the first Bloodlines from, I think, 2004 was a very, very well-received uh, game on PC, and people loved it, and people still play it. There's still mods coming out to this day. Um, it's a very, very beloved game. So the sequel has a lot riding behind it. People want this to be good. Um, and we haven't heard much uh, since, oh, I think in 2021... They told us that the that the, at that time current developer was being removed from the project, but the we're still going to be moving forward. But we have heard nothing since then. And this past weekend at PAX, 
they released a tr- a new trailer introducing the new uh, the new developer who is the Chinese Room. Uh, who is they are a, a subsidiary of something else. I forget who, but they're called the Chinese Room. Um, okay, but anyway, uh, and with a new release date of fall twenty twenty four, and we got a little bit of a teaser uh, video on that. And I I watched the trailer. I'm I'm super excited about it. Obviously, as a big Vampire the Masquerade fan, but Dylan, did you get a chance to see the trailer? I'm curious what a non fan thinks of it. Uh, I did. I thought it looked. It looks. I would assume it just looks like a fluff trailer with no. It just people walking around and shooting stuff. Kinda, yeah. But the okay. powers and stuff look cool, and sure, the gameplay like, looked fun. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't really like. I I don't think it's that great of a trailer, honestly. As as a fan, as a massive fan of this brand, like I think they need to do a lot to get people on board now but the new release date is fall of next year so i mean oh so they're not in like big marketing mode anyway right this is just hey look we're not dead um but it it is going to be a role-playing game which is exciting it looks like it's going to be first person so that's kind of a departure so anyway we'll see we'll keep you more uh, up to date on all world of darkness type news as it comes out okay um recently a few weeks ago i talked about um the hammer films um uh this got repurchased by somebody the the old uh, hammer house of horror uh, movie films um if you the classic uk uh, horror movies with christopher lee and on and on um they've they've been revived that um british theater producer john gore um who i don't know who that is uh, he has acquired the Hammer Film stu- Films and Studios, and he's going to be relaunching the brand entirely. Um, but it's looking like they're going to be starting with Doctor Jekyll uh, as their first movie. So I don't know. I mean, I'm very intrigued by this because it's like Hammer is a very, you know, uh, used to be a very trusted name in the, in that industry, but it is also a very like dated name and it also doesn't really mean anything because this is just somebody who bought the name so i don't know what what do you think about news like this dylan does this like does does putting this hammer label in anything mean anything or is it just marketing for to make new movies because um, hammer to me is like goth have you ever seen any of these old hammer movies no i haven't they're all gothy and big castle it's uk horror movies from like 50s 60s and 70s it's very like castles moors fog you know okay Dracula, you know very a period piece type stuff so i don't know if that's the plan or not but yeah it just depends on i feel like the new direction you know it it's I'd it's, a, it's, weird a, it's choice. a good sign if they felt like investing in that yeah i'm sure they had to pay for it right so yeah um, I assume they want like, to keep the spirit of it alive. <laughs> so interestingly enough, so the first film is Dr. Jekyll starring Eddie Izzard, and it's coming out this year. We don't have any other oh. information other than that. So that is um, wild. So we'll keep you up to date on that as news develops. But that's a very weird story for me. Um, okay. Now we have two actual trailers to mention this week. Uh, one is a documentary um, called Dario Argento Panico, which is uh, Italian for panic. And it is a... I know shock is a 
uh, documentary on the Italian filmmaker Dario Argento, who you would probably know from Suspiria, um, among many other things, Bird of the Crystal Plumage, um, Phenomena, Tenabre, all sorts of things. Um, Malignant. Malignant. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, anyway, so we got a trailer for this documentary, and I'm curious as a non Argento fan, Dylan. So I'm asking you a bunch of as not as a non X fan, Dylan. Tell me what. Yeah. What does this trailer do for you? Because I know what it does for me, but I'm curious. Like, does it seem interesting to you? It did actually. I okay. thought. I don't know. I like learning about this kind of stuff, and because he's a weird about, like, dude. Yeah, I thought it did a good job of illustrating that. Yeah. I like, but I'm kind of a sucker for like the weird artist biopic documentary kind of thing so it's i think there's like something there for me too you know and plus you got del toro in the trailer which really lends it a little bit you know what i mean like oh if del toro signed off to be on this this is a real movie this isn't some to be original you know this is um it's premiering at the venice film festival so i'm sure we'll get more about it this week um cool yeah but we are expecting a release date soon there is a trailer online it looks really cool and if you're unfamiliar with dario argento you should definitely start with suspiria um, and then I think go check out um, Bird of the Crystal Plumage. It's very, very good. Um, and Argento is just real weird because he's one of those guys that you know his name. And if you're not like really plugged into Jalo or foreign horror, like he's not all that famous outside of that realm. But he's you. It's he's he's he rides that weird line, you know. Uh, so go check out the trailer um last trailer i've got uh we had a a very short teaser for this i want to say like a month ago um godzilla minus one um the trailer for the new toho produced godzilla film which the last Mm -hmm. one they did was shin godzilla and the official plot synopsis is in post-war japan a new terror rises godzilla will the devastated people be able to survive let alone fight back and this one is going to be directed by um, Takashi Yamazaki. And this is going to be the 30th live action uh, film in Toho's long running Kaiju franchise. So we got the trailer. What'd you think? As a non Godzilla fan, as I'm Man, also a big non Godzilla fan. Four of those this week. Oh. I know, right? Um, I have mixed I, feelings. I liked Shin Godzilla. I loved the trailer. I loved this trailer. I thought it was very cool. I thought the trailer looked good. It did look a little like. Same Z. It looks a lot like Shin Godzilla. Yeah, but I but that works for be them. different. Yeah, it works. I assume it's gonna be different in some way. And I, I had like a little bit of a turning point because I feel like there's no like every disaster movie is like the same setup too, you know. And there's so many of like different variations of those. It's just how the humans are reacting to it. And I like that Shin was more focused on the humans. Um, right. Shin Godzilla has a lot to say too like shin godzilla it is does. essentially about like the slow wheels of uh the the government in responding to the fukushima disaster you know what i mean like yeah it is a very per you know very relevant film and has a lot to say and very important things to say and so we have i don't know yet i haven't seen godzilla minus one yet i don't know what this is going to be commenting on but godzilla started out as a condemnation of nuclear war right like that is how this franchise began. That is not what it became. Obviously, it just became like let them fight type stuff. Yeah, but, you know, you can tell really interesting stories and very important stories with 
these fantastical elements. And on the heels of Shin Godzilla, I'm very much looking forward to it. I thought the trailer was very good, but yeah, to Dylan's point, it is it's all it's very same, very same Z's. Yeah, but I I would still watch it. I think it absolutely. Good. And it it is gonna have a um appears to be a worldwide theatrical release date. Unlike Shin Godzilla, which if you remember had some real goofy like yeah. one day a week uh for three consecutive weeks, and then it went away and then it came back for the same type of schedule. Garbage. Yeah. Like you I didn't see it in theaters. I would have loved to, but it was all like one show it was hard to get a ticket for it too because they were yeah. sold out i remember yeah so it's going to debut in japan november 3rd and then in the united states december 1st so okay. uh hopefully we will get to see it i'm sure we will we will reviewing it on the podcast assuming that we are able to get tickets for this thing but that's going to do it for my news this week so let's go ahead and hear about all those tabletop events It's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Bottoms, the new film from Emma uh, Siegelman. Um, Seligman? Uh, hmm. I would have said. I think. Yep, you're right. I I uh, read it wrong. Selig- Seligman. Yes, Emma Seligman. There you go. Um, this is her second film, which her, I, so I said it before, um, some, there's something, this movie reminded me of something and it, it was her first movie that I didn't realize this was the same person was a uh, Shiva baby, which I love. I love also, that movie too. Yeah. Also starring, what's her name from this movie? Rachel. Rachel Sennett. Yes. That movie's great. Um, anyway, so we're going to be talking about bottoms, um, the new film and we will be spoiling it. There's not a ton to spoil. So I, it's a lot of jokes and comedy. Um, so there is that, but fair warning, fair warning. Okay. Um, Dylan, tell me this was, this was your sort of pitch. We didn't have anything to do this week. And you're like, Hey, how about bottoms? I'm like, all right, sure. Why not? So tell me were you, how you were more hyped for this than I was because I didn't realize that this was from the Shiva baby person. Yeah, I was very hyped for it. I like, um, like you said, Emma, Emma Seligman, I watched Shiva baby. During the pandemic, I can't remember. Uh, one of our listeners told me to watch it. Um, okay. Nathan, nice. Uh, shout out to Nathan. Um, and it was, I was like, it was so good. I think it might still be on HBO, but not sure. Um, I have the Vinegar Syndrome release. Oh, really? That's cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that made me excited about the, uh, you know, director. But I like Rachel Sennett a lot. I I liked her in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Thought she was the standout. Yes. Um, 
and Ayo Edebiri is. Uh, what do I know her from? She looks so familiar. Uh, she's from. I'm trying to go. What I don't know. I'm, I'm clicking. From... Oh, she's done. She did voices, a voice in Spider Verse yeah. and in Ninja Turtles, but that's not what I would recognize her from. Yeah, she, she was April in Turtles, and then she was in Theater Camp, and she's in The Bear. Okay, now I she I don't know. She just reminds me of something. Don't know, but yeah, she was great. Yeah, she's so good. Um, so it was really just the cast and sure, and and the director, you know, and it kind of looks like I don't know the trailer trailer made it look like the comedies from like our growing up era a little bit. You yeah, know? like more of like, like a stupid, like sort of like stoner comedy, not stoner comedy, but like American Pie. Yeah, exactly. Like type a, of content. Exactly. Um, which is like not unique in and of itself, but I think there's way to like ways to make it fresh, which it did, you know. So absolutely. Long story short, I was very excited. I went to a pre-screening with a live Q and A at Alamo Draft House a couple. Oh weeks wow! Ago. And then I went to That's cool. Yeah, and I saw it again this week. So who was the Q and A with? So it was supposed to be with a couple of the cast members, but it ended up being the producers and the director Emma. So um, it's awesome. It was cool. Yeah, and the. In the uh, she was talking a lot, like I can see it now, but she was talking in the uh, Q and A about how she was inspired by Scott Pilgrim and Kick Ass for the sure, like action parts of it. And I kind of see that for sure, absolutely. Yeah, I see that. I um, described this as book smart meets kick ass, which is that's accurate, I don't know. that's a good description. Yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty good description. Um, anyway, so I, yeah, like I said, I wasn't like super up on what this movie even was. I don't think I'd even really heard of it until Dylan recommended we watch it, but that changes nothing. I was, I was game. I watched the trailers like this looks great. So anyway, I went to go see it on Saturday morning and I'll cover right to the chase. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, now I had an interesting theater experience in that there was me and one of the person in the theater. No, that's what I was worried about, which I think definitely, uh, I'm, so look, that doesn't change my my opinion of the movie. Like, I still had a very good time, yeah, but like, yeah. I didn't laugh out loud as much because you de- definitely don't do that by yourself as much. Agreed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing you saw it in well, you saw it at the, the Alamo Draft House that first time, so you must have been a uh, full house. Yeah, it was packed both times, and I think it helped a lot. Like, just the the energy a little bit, you know. That being yeah. said, like like Michael said, it's still great on its own. You don't need the laugh track, but um, I had a little boost from that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. But anyway, yeah. So let's let's get into the cast. So the movie really centers around two people: uh, Rachel Sennett and Ayo Atabiri. And but there's a bunch of other like um, supporting characters. Yeah. And and they're yeah the two leads were great, by the way. Should we do the they're, plot? Should we say what this movie's yeah, about? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. They're, um, these are two uh, girls in high school. I think it takes place in the 90s or 2000s, early 2000s. Something yeah. like that. They've got like razor phones and stuff. Uh, right. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like if those were, because their ra- razor phones are back. So like I can't tell if it was supposed to be actually vintage or. It's kind of ambiguous. And then there was a, a guy with a CD player at one point. So I'm not sure. But um, these two girls who, uh, they're they're both gay and they want to they're like they want to find someone to hook up with before they go to college basically so they decide to start a 
uh, a fight club or like a self-defense club in school yeah. because they have a um a rival school who's been like attacking women from their school or people from their school so they're like we need to defend ourselves so they 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 use that as an excuse to start the club when really they just want to like they have these crushes that they want to hook up with of course yeah that's and, it. and that's, that's the plot yeah that is the plot <laughs> and i had an absolute blast and to be fair it did kind of echo uh some of those older movies like those um stoner type comedies from when i was in high school and beyond it it did have a lot of like kind of crude humor yeah which i thought was was great i hadn't seen a movie like that in a long time but it was all it was a lot smarter than those movies yeah so i was gonna say i feel like it has the tone but like the content of the jokes is very like current you know what i mean accurate yeah very very current it it so yeah, it has the tone of an American Pie or something along those lines, but it has the intelligence of like a you know like a an indie film. Yeah, agreed. And it, and it actually has something to say, whereas American Pie is just like you know poop jokes. <laughs> I haven't seen American Pie, should I? No. I know the highlights. I think. I mean, you should though. It'd be. Pretty... I'd I'd love to see someone who hasn't seen a movie like that or that movie specifically. Aren't there a bunch of them too? Uh, I've only seen the first two. That was probably okay. a lot. I, I know they did some straight to video ones, but anyway, um, I thought, um, <laughs> do you have any standouts Dylan, other than the two leads who were obviously great? Yeah, I thought, I actually thought everyone was really good. Um, but I liked uh, Havana Rose uh, Liu. She played Isabel. Yes. Um, in particular, I liked the scene where she found out that her boyfriend was cheating on her. I thought that was like her reaction to that was really good. Um, it was. I thought uh, Nicholas Galatine, who played Jeff, was he was <laughs> he was perfect. He was exactly what he was supposed to be. I hated him so much. Yeah, he was great. I liked how they made the football players like do in love with each other, which is how I've kind of always seen some of the the sports bonds before. You know, I also I also like how the football t- football players were always in their uniforms and pads always yeah <laughs> hilarious um and then i thought uh what's marshawn lynch was good who marshawn i don't D- Dylan? i don't know okay so Do that was at all does he act at all in anything no do you know okay. did you know who that was when you saw him yes but just like a one sentence bio that's it <laughs> okay like i had no idea marshawn lynch was in this movie Marshawn Lynch, if you aren't aware, is like one of the best running backs of in the NFL in the last 25 years. Nicknamed Beast Mode because he's whatever. Anyway, um, that's where the yeah, the the phrase Beast Mode, everybody was calling themselves that because it was Marshawn Lynch. Oh, okay. um, right. Um, anyway, when they revealed that their teacher is Beast Mode, I laughed <laughs> so loud out loud in the theater. It's like, oh, my God, Mar- what is Marshawn Lynch doing in this movie? And I thought he was great. I loved Marshall. He did a great job. He was hilarious. Um, I I realized the irony in saying that one of my favorite characters was the straight man in in the (laughs) very LGBTQ uh, plus movie, but I did love Marshawn Lynch a lot. But he's designed to stand out, you know? So I feel like it's fair to highlight him. Um, But yeah, I agree. He wasn't giving athlete in a movie energy, you know? No. (laughs) 
He was perfect. He if you told me he was like a stand-up comic, I would have been like, oh, that's cool. Like, I wouldn't maybe believe he's like a dramatic actor. But... No, he he no, he didn't have that. But like, he didn't have like, I'm the football guy. He he hadn't but played he, football in a hot minute, but. But you know how athletes have that like I'm basically yes. going off of NS uh, SNL, but that like robotic like, no, don't go to the you know like that kind right of voice. exactly. He, he was very natural. I didn't I didn't get that at all. I liked him I, a lot. I did too. Um, I I also really liked. I don't remember the actress's name, but the lady with the with the backwards hat who was always like yelling, screaming, yes, <laughs> slay. She was great. <laughs> she was <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> oh man. I, I had a great time with this movie. I really did. I thought it was really a lot of fun. Um, I don't I don't have a lot to say. It was kind of surprising actually, like at how like kind of violent the movie got with yeah with its effects and stuff. Like especially at the end, like killing people and like it's very violent. People getting stabbed and impaled. Yeah, it seems like a normal like I don't know, kind of self-defensing, but then it becomes a little like fantastical in a way. Right. Like it does become a little Scott Pilgrimy. It at does. The end, it's, you know? Yeah, it's very like, fa- yeah fantastic. Like this isn't happening, but um, I thought it was done really effectively. You know, we had a cool little Avenger style final fight. Um, I don't know. I just liked I I liked how distinct every character was and how. Like none of them looked like they're in high school, which is normal for a high school movie. Well, yeah, um, like Rachel Rachel Sonnet's like what, like twenty seven, twenty eight, something like that. Yeah, like they you all look, look like you look thirty. Most most of them look thirty. Kaya Gerber looks. She's a uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter. Um, yeah, no kidding. She looks just like her. <laughs> she sure but does. She looks thirty as well. But yeah. But that's I like fine. how they their motivations and the way they acted was like high school. Like they're just horny. Like that's it. Basically, right. that was the motivation. That it was, was their motivation. It was very good. It was very well written. I don't know who wrote the movie. I didn't. I don't have that information from Rachel Sennett wrote it with um, oh. Emma Seligman. They wrote it together. Oh well, then that makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that she gave herself the less juicy role. You know. Yeah. Right. Like she could have easily given that to um, or take. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I don't think I, I have anything bad I, to say. I don't. I'm trying uh, to think. Like, I mean, it doesn't. Do, it didn't do the thing that I hate in the in that this type of comedy can do, where it's like a ratatatatata, like the same joke. You know, like I always attribute it to Melissa McCarthy, and I know that's unfair, but like that style of like, just I feel like you're just talking at the camera for thirty minutes, and. Yeah, I I didn't get that in this. There were rants, but they didn't. It wasn't a different style. It was different, right? Exactly. Like her her rant about like ending up with a a man and them having kids and stuff. Like apparently it was improvised, but it didn't feel. It felt like I don't know, calculated, you know. And the right. the running jokes of the um prison time or the yes juvie. I don't know. It was like different each time they did it. So it wasn't like same thing over and over again, but I don't Absolutely. know. I, I really liked it. So let's, let's read it down. Um, I will go first. Why not? Um, I, on we, if you don't know, we rate on the letterbox scale, which is 0.5 to five uh, with half scores in between. I am going with a four. I really, really enjoyed it. 
Although, like, I think four is about as good as a movie like this could really hope to be. Yeah, I see that. Um, you know what I mean? We're from, yeah. in my estimations. I gave it a four as well. Yeah. Which is like, like I don't know, like you said, a very good uh, score for this. Kind that's of movie. tremendous. Like, I, I can't think of another just straight up comedy that I would give a four to that I've seen. And I'm biased against comedies because for a five, I have to like cry or like be like, it has to make me like super think, you know, for me to be right. like, this resonated with me so much. It must be a five. So I don't think I have any five star comedies, actually. Maybe I need to get more into comedies. I don't know. But <laughs> I agree. Uh, I agree. A four. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think we, we, we talk about this all the time? Do you think um, this movie would benefit from a theater watch or no? I think it would if you're in like surrounded by people who are laughing and will think it's funny. I think all comedies benefit a little bit in that way. But I think sure. if you get a couple of friends together, you could have the same good time. Um, and we didn't spoil like the big plot points, you know, so like you could we still didn't. even after hearing this go enjoy it, you know, exactly. Exactly. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.